Welcome to the Feed Companion Podcast, where I discuss various topics and things that interest me, ranging from technology to sports and other things. Alright, it's another episode of the podcast, and on this episode, I wanted to follow up on the last um, podcast that I had put out, which was about a month ago. Um, not quite a month, but almost a month. And that one was just about, um, my thoughts on ChatGPT, AI art, AI and and whatever. Now this episode will be the follow-up because I've been using ChatGPT, um, the last month, which on the last pod, I had made it, you know, aware that I had not used it yet. But I had, you know, here and there knowledge about it. So my experience with it, I've been using ChatGPT for the last month now. And my experience with it is that at first, when I first started using it, like my first couple weeks, I was pretty like geeked about it and was, I just couldn't believe how incredible the uh the language model was which you know it's a language model um and it's trained on a large data set and uh i forget i'm forgetting certain aspects of it of like what kind of data mainly that it was trained on but my kind of take on it is just that it's an incredible tool if you're trying to do things that are text-based, if you need anything automated, um, it's an incredible tool if you're trying to get things done faster. But that shouldn't be uh, confused with, you know, it doing the work for you necessarily. So, you, because, you know, it, you can ask for ChatGPT to push you out you know, whatever you want, pretty much, that's text-based. Um, as long as it doesn't interfere with, like, you know, OpenAI, the company that made that language model, you know, they're kind of guidelines. They don't really want you to ask too much um, political stuff. They, they're not going to ask, you know, they're not going to let you output anything that's just downright, you know, disrespectful or, you know, hateful you know and maybe the language model here and there might still push it out but they've tried to put up um blockades to stop people from doing that so but it is an incredible tool i love it i think it's the best technology um for productivity that's out hands down and um, there's, you know, honestly, th- it can't benefit probably everybody, but I think everybody has something that they could benefit off of and, and like meaning, that's what I mean when I say that, I know I kind of contradicted myself, but what I mean is it's not going to change everyone's life that's in the workforce. You know, no matter what job you have, it, you know, it, cause it's, it's mainly text-based. So you know, you're only going to be able to put out stuff like that 
if you needed to spit out images or show like anything more than just text from what i understand it cannot do that so and then another aspect to chat gpt i hope i explained that well you know but another aspect to chat gpt is um it's 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 very much not sentient you know and this is um something that's kind of important is that meaning since it's not sentient sometimes it's going to output stuff that's just completely you know mumbo jumbo you know it's just just going to put out stuff that makes no sense and um i think there's a good number of people that use the platform you know it's the fastest um growing platform ever really and because of that there's a lot of people that don't know that uh you know you know it, it can spit out often often it can spit out just completely incorrect information and it's going to present that information in a way that if it was almost surely correct and it and it, if you're coming from a angle where you don't know that subject yeah, man, you're going to walk away thinking you just learned something and you're going to be saying something that's completely incorrect thanks to chat GPT. So that's just something that you should know when using the technology is that it's not perfect, makes a lot of errors, and it's more of a productivity tool than it is a replacement for your work. Um... And then also, I, I really believe, depending on what you're using it for, you know, the benefit that you can get out of that depends on your own skill level in those topics and ability to confirm that what that language model was outputting makes sense for you and what you're trying to present and whatever you're trying to do. Um, if you have no expertise in a certain subject, you can't really confirm or deny whether or not that um, ChatGPT is giving you a good answer. It may just be making up its answer. Um, and any, you know, I think one thing that I think is really cool is you know I started coding about two years ago, and um, ChatGPT is really good for coders. And conveniently, like whether I think whether I started coding or not, I probably would have loved ChatGPT. But it's very convenient for people who code because it you can kind of understand uh, what it's all about more. I think meaning that like when you do a prompt for ChatGPT, you know, especially if you're asking for like code. Even if you're not asking for just code, but especially if you're asking for code, whatever language you're asking for, yeah, it, it does give you programs and it can give you examples and it can give you, you know, pretty much every language you want that's mainstream, at least, you know. The, the problem, though, with ChatGPT is that if you don't really have um, a coding background, you may not understand the concept of debugging. And 
anybody that's been coding for any, you know, good while of time, even a short amount of time, you've had to debug your own programs and, you know, deal with that whole thing. And you have to do the same thing with ChatGPT. You have to debug. So if I ask it to spit me out a, a program, I can copy and paste that program into, you know, my IDE and I could run it and it might work. But if it's complex enough, if I'm asking for a certain API, you know, that language model is just scraping data from the web and guessing. And it may be giving you um, dated advice or just completely wrong advice. So you have to debug that, run those programs that, it's output, that it outputs. Um, from the time that I've used it, I found, you know, many times, <clears throat> excuse me, many times it pushes out errors. So I have to debug. And then keep going back to tell, you know, chat GPT, hey, you made an error here or hey, whatever you said right here made no sense. So that that's probably the biggest problem with it that I didn't quite understand, you know, a month ago. But other than that, it's a great tool. Um. And I, I really wanted to, I've been to make this podcast about two weeks ago to just kind of update on the issues with the technology as well as the, the, the dope thing about it. And um, I can't wait to see what's going on with Microsoft. Microsoft invested $10 billion in OpenAI, which is not new news at this point. But I'm, I'm so interested in seeing um, how that rolls out, I think, because Microsoft is supposed to put the ChatGPT software into Bing. That language model is supposed to go into Bing's browser and kind of act as a chatbot. Which, there's a part of me that kind of like, I'm kind of iffy on it, depending on how they integrate it on certain devices. Because like, I know if I had that on my phone like a Siri, but it was like a, just a chat box. That would be really cool. Even it, but I would, you know, I, I think it depends on how, you know, just how it's presented, packaged, what device it is. I feel like it could either, either flop or do really well. So, but, it, you know, overall, I think great move by Microsoft. Um, What else? Oh, Google's coming out with its own version called called uh, Bard, B-A-R-D. But uh, if I'm not mistaken, Bard has shown like levels of just incompetency as well, which maybe isn't a great way to, to describe it because, you know, I think when you're using these tools, you should know the imperfections within them. And I see a lot of danger in the future because of stuff like deep fakes and, you know, everything can be faked now. And, you know, when you live in a world where everything can be faked, people don't even know that they're running around with false information, right? 
So that's going to create a storm in the future. But we're not exactly there yet. We're there in some concepts of obviously of modern times, but man, we've seen nothing yet. You know, we've seen nothing yet with deep fakes and text models like language models like ChatGPT, which spit out just completely false information. And people don't even realize that they're doing it. You know, most people, I think a lot, I think most people that use it probably don't. And I'm only saying that because it's just so many people that have no tech background that have just heard about ChatGPT but have done no research on it. They just know, hey, they, 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 they're using it as if it's a Google 2.0, which I would argue is very much not. But I completely understand Microsoft and Google and every other, you know, tech company's response to this. You know, it's not a Google, but it, it could turn into Google 2.0. Maybe not these exact technologies but we see the kind of where this is all going um you could argue that chat gbt is a descendant of siri even you know which is a descendant of um if i'm not mistaken ibm watson um could be completely wrong on that i haven't done any um <laughs> like um, off podcast work on finding out that what you know exactly what IBM Watson is, but from what I understood, it was basically the Siri program. Um, I'm sure I can look this up right now, but that's just the point I'm making. Is it, it can get dicey, and but um, I'm looked it up right now. IBM Watson is a question answering computer system capable of answering questions posed in natural language. So basically, same thing. So, um, yeah, and I, I, but I, I can't wait to see what this all turns into. Um, it's what makes me kind of motivated to keep learning tech, keep learning how the internet works, keep learning about, um, all these things. And, you know, it's kind of cool that it's coming out as I'm learning because it gives me, cause some people look at it as like, why should I learn how to code? If, um, you know, these tools are coming out that can push out code for me, but like for the reasons I already described, you know, you can't think that way, you know, it's not a, it's not a replacement for you either, either may, and maybe one day in the far, 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 far future, it could be, but you know, I, I respect the experts in the field and they don't, they're not words, so I won't worry. Um, doesn't mean you're right, but I'm going to go with the experts. Um, so I think it's cool that I'm learning this stuff as it's coming out because I can kind of just use it to speed up my learning progress. Um, but other than that, that's that's my thoughts on ChatGPT. I've been using it for a month. Um, I love it. And as I keep learning how to code, keep learning how to program, Keep just getting better at the field, at the subject of computer science in general. Um, I just can't wait to see what opportunities open up for me and what ideas I, I, I you know, I come into. Um, and I think learning computer science, which I've advocated for on this podcast before, I highly recommend it because 
what you can do in life and what you want to and what you want to do like the possibilities just multiply kind of daily so this is the fika pain podcast and i'm out